Welcome to Cool Explorations, I am your host Tony Peters. Today we're going to have Bracka Getz back on so she can uh, talk about healthy eating and living healthy and how important it is to instill these values in your children and how we can uh, give them this knowledge uh, with the knowledge of scripture and use that to kind of reinforce what we're teaching about healthy eating and healthy living. Uh, and one of the key verses we're going to be taking a look at is from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 4, 15. Uh, but really, you can take a lot more than just this verse, uh, where it says, Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully, since you saw no form on that day that the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire. And this is talking about idolatry, and food can definitely become an idol. Welcome to Cool Explorations. Today, we are blessed to have Bracka Getz returning, and we are going to be talking about uh, eating healthy, living healthy, and uh, her new book, Let's Stay Healthy. We've got lots of scripture to go over as well uh, as uh, we want to discuss how healthy eating and healthy living is important uh, for you, your children, your family, and uh, how food can really become an idol in our lives. I think that is something huge to, to really mention and bring up. So why don't you start off by just telling us a little about your book, Let's Stay Healthy, and then we'll get into the, uh, the meat of this interview. Okay, great. Yeah, Let's Stay Healthy is my newest book. I wrote it because I was contacted really at the, the start of the whole pandemic thing when a mother said, help, like our children need to know why they need to eat healthy, why they need to exercise, why they need sleep. Can you explain this? You know, because I have safety books. I have other books about focus on how awesome our fruits and vegetables are. So this, like she turned to me and I I'm telling you, this is interesting. I said, that is a great idea. I don't exactly know how to write this book. So I went to sleep and it didn't come right away. Like three days later, this is how the Almighty does it. I wake up and I keep a pad next to my bed. I wake up and I have the title. I have exactly how to write the book. And I called her up. I said, I got it almost, almost completely done because the Almighty sends exactly like rain coming down. It just pours in. And I have to write it down as fast as it's coming, like how to write this book. And that's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah God does work in amazing ways. And uh, it is it is really impressive the way that he, he speaks to you and he teaches us. Uh, so for yourself. Why is healthy eating and healthy living uh, an important topic specifically uh, for you? I know you have some experience with this as well. Uh, the, be the beginning of the book, it says it in Hebrew and it says, take very good care of your lives. This is from Deuteronomy. And we are supposed to take good care of our bodies. And I mean, we're also supposed to take good care of the earth. We this is the job that we're supposed to do. We were given this incredible garden. We were given incredible bodies and we're supposed to just do whatever's good for them. Like, it's really funny. The food is designed for us. All these incredible foods have like infinite wisdom and infinite loving kindness packed into them. I, I, I love to give the example of an orange. An orange, you know, this I'm holding right now an orange that's it's partially green. It's partially orange, but they're all green. The fruit are green when they're growing on the trees. They're not ready. We're not supposed to take them. And then 
the Almighty says, now I'm ripe, I'm ready. And they call to us when they're bright and ready. This is when we're supposed to enjoy them. So we get the enjoyment of looking at the beautiful bright colors that tell us they're ready. This is like a pomegranate becomes so beautiful. Apples, there's there's the, the, the grapes, all different colors. This is the candy. This is God's candy, little candies. Their grapes are amazing. So the, the, the orange, it's got the peel, this peel that keeps the juiciness in for months. This is individually packaged for us. And inside of that, it, 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 it's beautiful to look at, beautiful to smell, beautiful to taste. It, it's, a, it's a great sensual experience that the Almighty has designed for us, for us to enjoy with gratitude. If you compare this to um, an orange-flavored tangy taffy, it's completely different. It's got a wrapper that pollutes the environment, and you get a little bit of pleasure on the two seconds while it's on your tongue, and after that, it just harms your body. And, and that's what I'm explaining to the children. It actually makes our blood vessels swell. That's called inflammation. That's what happens when we get a cut as well. It gets inflamed. Our body inflames and chronic inflammation causes chronic disease. That's why people are getting diseases from all this junk food. There are so many diseases that we can not have in our lives if just from having a better lifestyle. We have so much control over our health. It's really, excuse me, it's really a food-like substance. It's not food because food helps to maintain your body and to grow in healthy ways. And the junk food doesn't do that. <laughs> so it's not really a food. It's actually more like cigarettes or um, cocaine because it's designed to be delicious and addictive. While addictive the natural foods... Yeah, the natural foods that were designed by the Almighty are designed to be delicious and nutritious, completely different entities. And that's while the um, type 2 diabetes was so minimal among children, and now it's even widespread among children. And as we get back to recognizing and eating more of the food that is actually designed by God to be good for our bodies, that's that's what our bodies can process without causing disease. Yeah. Yeah. And they definitely, they add things to make it uh, addictive. And for many people, uh, as I mentioned before, food can definitely become an idol and overeating becomes rampant. And I think that's where we really need to pay attention to, to the book of Deuteronomy, especially chapter four, where it speaks all about idols. I mean, that whole chapter is, is all about idols and food becomes that idol in our lives. So uh, where it says in, in 4.15, therefore watch yourselves very carefully since you saw no form on the day that the Lord spoke to you at the at Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Uh, and then it also talks again about uh, later on in the chapter, it says 23, take care lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you and made a carved image the form of anything that the lord your god has forbidden you for the lord your god is consuming fire a jealous god telling us that we really should not have idols we should not be placing things before god he is the one we are to worship and when food and many other things in the world like money especially uh become idols they try to replace 
God in our lives. And that is exactly what the devil wants. And that's not what God wants. So that is something we need to really focus on is making sure we do stay healthy, uh, both physically and spiritually, because overeating and overindulgence can attack us physically and spiritually. Can you maybe explain a little bit more about that uh, for us, Baraka? That's the thing. I there's we, we we I learned about the pleasure ladder. All the physical pleasures, they bring us the five levels on the pleasure ladder. They correspond to the five levels of the human soul. The lowest level are all the physical pleasures, the natural physical pleasures that were designed by the Almighty. When we experience these natural physical pleasures, like say we're enjoying an orange, then it uplifts us both physically and spiritually. That's the amazing, that's what it was designed to do. When we eat this orange, we are, it's designed to make us remember the creator, recognize the creator who designed this with mindful gratitude. It uplifts us spiritually. And it uplifts us physically when we do this. The same thing when we spend time in nature, when we engage in exercise, when we move, when we dance, we spend time by the ocean, when we listen to music that uplifts us. All of these things, this is the lowest level of pleasure. It up, it's designed to uplift us physically and spiritually. So when we eat the bag of potato chips that is designed specifically to make us to be addictive. When we finish off that whole bag, because we can't just eat one, like we don't eat a whole bag of oranges. We just don't do that. It's filled with fiber and nutrients and water content. All that's taken out. The potato chips are designed to be exactly addictive. So um, when we finish the bag of potato chips, we are not uplifted to a state of gratitude. It doesn't do that to us. In fact, in fact, the emptiness, the empty part that we were trying to fill by just continuing to eat, it gets deeper and bigger when we eat in an addictive way. What brings us lasting pleasure are all the spiritual pleasures, uplifting our souls. So why do we overeat? Because when we enjoy something, we want to, we want that pleasure to last. So a person just keeps stuffing their face. But really what they want is lasting pleasure. It's not a physical haul. They're not physically hungry after a good meal and you just keep eating. It's because you are spiritually hungry. That's a true emptiness. It's a real hunger. It's a genuine hunger. When we recognize that, we could fill it with the lasting pleasures, which are the natural physical pleasures. And next up from that is love. And love, in the spiritual definition, it's focusing on the virtues of another. So all five of these pleasures, they're within our hands. They're empowering. And I think it's, it's, there's five because we have five fingers. We can bring these pleasures into our life at any moment. These are spiritual pleasures. And, and this, the lowest level corresponds to the, the part of the soul that's connected to the body. That's why... It's uplifted by the natural physical pleasures. And there are actually words that correspond to this, these five levels, Hebrew words I have. But the, the net love is focusing on the virtues of another. Even if a person is alone, like in prison, a person can focus on the virtues of 
a grandmother that once did a kindness and they are uplifted and encouraged in their life spiritually. So we can bring love into our life independent of anybody else. Higher than that, a more lasting pleasure is meaning, doing something meaningful, good and meaningful in the world with gratitude, giving back. What's higher than that is creativity, which is giving a unique part of yourself. Um, this We all have unique souls, special, beautiful lights. When we put that light into the world, it's an even higher pleasure. You know, when we're being creative, we don't feel like eating or sleeping. It's this amazing zone when we're contributing in a good way. We see that the creative part with David, with his praise and worship that he's always doing for the Lord. That is so there. And that does lead into transcendence, as as you mentioned, because uh, yes. yeah, because it you get to be this, this spiritual connection with the Lord and uh, God just can connect with you so much through that. And it, it's wonderful uh, how the, how creativity and all those different parts lead to it. But we are always trying to feed the physical part. That's the part we're always trying to really fill uh, rather than focusing on more of the spiritual side of things, which is it, which is where uh, it leads to that last part that you were talking about transcendence there. Right. And recognizing that the natural physical pleasures are designed by God to fill us both physically and spiritually. And, 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 and in order to climb each rung on the pleasure ladder, there's just one price to pay, and that is gratitude. That's our purpose for being here, to recognize the source of all the goodness in our lives, the abundance of gifts that are, we're being showered with every single moment. Yeah, and God has given us so many gifts that we often don't recognize in our times when we're having struggles or trials. We don't recognize the things that God really has given us, but he has given us so much, even when we really think we have nothing. God has given us much. He showers us with gifts. And that having that gratitude, that attitude of gratitude is so important uh, for any aspect in your life. Uh, and how do we go about fixing this problem? Uh, because it is a problem in our society, uh, having the wrong focus. Uh, and how do we go about fixing that, bringing the focus back onto, onto God and away from the unhealthy aspects of life? I, I think the best way to do it is to focus on the little things, like an orange. This is the way we bring mindful gratitude back into our life. When we focus on how amazing something that we've taken for granted is, we are we get a renewed sense of appreciation for all these gifts. So take the little things in life, like the pandemic, for instance. I feel that it pushed us ahead spiritually so much by suddenly overnight, people lost so many things like that they took for granted. Um, being together with other people, family gatherings, hugs, um, our health, our breath. It, it got us to refocus on these simple things in life that we were just taking for granted the day before. And now we realize these are gifts when we, our breath is connected to our soul. The Hebrew word for breath is almost the same as our soul. 
our souls were breathed into us from the Almighty. We are a part. There's the divine spirit in all of us. And it's there to appreciate all these gifts. Our purpose for being here is to have gratitude. So practice experiencing it with the small things, with your breath, with a hug, with an orange. And as you recognize and experience it mindfully, you you will notice that you're uplifted, not only physically, but also spiritually. There's a sense of scarcity in the world now that there's not enough to go around. But the truth is there's an abundance. And that's what we need to recognize. Recognize all these gifts because otherwise we just take things for granted. In addition, there's a sense of entitlement. I should be getting this. I deserve this. When we don't even recognize what we already have. One of our sayings actually from the Talmud is, who is rich? Those who are happy with what they have. This is the way to develop gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, the Bible and, and God has a lot to say about this. And one of the passages that I think is is beautiful in, in this is Daniel 1, 8 to 16. And you could even go further than 16, but uh, where it says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who assigned you your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than your youths at your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, test your servants for 10 days and let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this manner and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, it was seen that they were in better appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away the food and their and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So this really teaches us another key part of that is that the scripture does teach us about healthy living. It does teach us about healthy eating. And God's knowledge is so expansive on this. He has so much to share with us about this. And we see it in the life of Daniel and the faithfulness of Daniel. Uh, and he just really taught us that healthy eating and healthy living is important to our spiritual and our physical being. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing that you brought up. Dan Daniel and his friends, they survived on like fruits and vegetables. And they were basically vegetarians at that time, you know. And um, I, I, one of my new books coming out is The Courage Club about the story of Daniel for children. And I explain this. He, he says it like this. It's, it's, put, it's like a children's play is being put on. He says, I am the king. I can give you all of the best stuff. If it's candy you'll want, you'll get more than enough. You just name it and it's yours. Enjoy yourselves for days. All you really have to do is learn non-Jewish ways. We can't do that, Daniel said. We know this is a test. We may feel like eating some, but for us, kosher is best. It wasn't easy for the boys. 
It took all of their might. Daniel showed his three friends how to do what was right. The king was very angry. Eat what my servant brings. But the friends said to each other, we'll listen to the king of kings. Has anybody ever tried to make you do something wrong? Then you must know what just what it takes not to go along. It takes a lot of courage. That's how the club began. Four boys who stood up to the king, the most powerful man. So what happened was at the end is that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And the lions, they were hungry, but they did not touch Daniel, which is amazing, a total miracle that happened. But it's, it's why couldn't they eat the wine and the bread? Because they were afraid that it had been used in consecration to idol worship. So that's why they were avoiding this. And they couldn't take the chance that it was used for those purposes with the Babylonians. So they avoided eating these foods um, and to make sure also that it was that the animals were slaughtered in a kosher way, which is the most painless way possible. That was another thing. They they couldn't eat the animals that they were being brought that were being brought to them because um, they had a directive a guidelines to eat only animals that were slaughtered in the most compassionate way possible. And uh, that kind of ties in that the lion's den with prayer as well, because they were, Daniel was in trouble because he refused to stop praying and yes. he would not worship their, their gods that they were putting before him. And yes. that, that ties into healthy living is just having that healthy prayer life uh, yes. and that communication with God uh, and making sure that, that we are sticking to what God has commanded us and what he, he's telling us. And the only way to do that is to dig into scripture and is to pray and communicate with God in that, that way that God has gifted us. Uh, and we need to instill these values in our children. We need to teach them uh, yeah. about these manners. And Proverbs has, has a lot to say on this. Solomon is, is brilliant. Uh, as we all know, one of the, one of the, the, the other than Je Jesus Christ, maybe the most wisest person who's ever walked this earth. Uh, so he has to say, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So if we instill these values in our children yes. when they're young, they will learn from that and they will carry out that in their lives growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, and in the lives of their own children. And that can really help repair a lot of the damage that's happened in our society these days. Um, exactly. How do we go about instilling these values uh, within our within our children yes i mean that's that's what my work is devoted to now there's 41 41 picture books there for the youngest children possible because that's when we need to reach children I, I i my goal i write the books that i wished i had as a child so i didn't have to go through a lot of unnecessary pain which was food addictions that's what i went through it, it it's not necessary when we could live in this life and know that there's a good purpose to our lives for being here. When we teach this to children from the very beginning of life, it's like you said, it's engraved on them. It's engraved right on their soul. They are getting the nourishment that they need to shine in life. And when we shine, it helps other souls to shine. It just keeps spreading. So that's, that's what we're here to do. Shine your light and gratitude in this world.
the scientific studies, the research just keeps proving that the healthiest people are the religious people. They don't, it's hard to accept that they don't even, the results are so clear that the people that live the lives of, of enjoying their faith are, are the most joyful people, they're the happiest people and the healthiest people. This is the healthiest way to live, giving our bodies what the Almighty has designed for us. The Almighty designs sleep, getting a good night's sleep. The Almighty designs bodies that are designed to move, exercise, not, not sitting around all day. We, we're getting far away from the garden. We need to return with gratitude to this amazing earth that we were given. When you feel the most connection to to God is when you're in in a state of praise. Uh, again, when you're praying, you're you're reading your 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 book, your Bible. That all connects us with God. It helps us to learn more and more, and then we feel happier. We feel that that perfect connection to to God that God wants and that God designed us for is is for that relationship with Him. Uh, we see that right away in Genesis. Uh, I've mentioned it before, but we see it in Genesis right away with, with Adam and Eve. He wanted to communicate with them. He wanted to talk to them. And when they when they sinned and they fell away from him, he right away knew it. And he came and he wanted to let them know, you know, I know what you did. I still want to have a relationship with you. There's consequences for your actions as there is with unhealthy living and unhealthy eating. There's consequences for those actions, but God still loves us and still wants that connection to to have that connection with us and with our souls. He He gives us many many gifts, uh, and um, for for Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ came and He saved us and has rescued us. Uh, with the the Jewish religion, I know you guys believe uh, that the Messiah is yet to come. So there is there's some differences there, but there are some very clear commonalities between the Jewish faith and the Christian faith. And uh, really, uh, for Christians, we couldn't have our faith if it wasn't for the original Jewish faith. And so I think it's important to note that that God is is this amazing God that just loves us and wants us to be with him. And uh, again, we can look in Proverbs here where it says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. So if we walk away from God and we go away from the ways that God wants us to go, he's going to know. And we need to come back to that right place with him. Again, Solomon just, he knows how to put it very, 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 very succinct and, and, and clear. Like he just, he has this way of writing that is like, okay. The proverb is clear what it's saying. You you need to walk in God's ways. You need to walk with God and be in a relationship with God so that you can have that whole that wholeness in your life. And instead of filling your tank with all kinds of junk, as you were saying, you can fill your life with God's love, God's peace, and uh, the many, many fruits that, that he's given us, uh, whether it's fruit of the spirit or actual fruits, uh, you God's given us all these gifts and we need to recognize that and come to him with that heart of gratitude so that we can see all of these things. How can parents go about trying to counteract the influence of companies on their children? Because that is something that is, is huge. They're bombarded with it everywhere, whether it's movies or, or commercials or TV programs. It, they're bombarded 
by these companies with all this junk advertising? How do parents go about counteracting that influence? Right. You know, some people say to me, you're fighting. How can you win over all these huge multi-billion dollar companies? How can we not? We have God on our side. That's like, that's way beyond. These little companies are little minuscule nothings compared to the infinite wisdom and infinite loving kindness of God. They're given to us as challenges. Okay, we build our spiritual muscles standing up to these challenges, you know? We just we just keep spreading the good information. The the really it's wisdom. We are flooded with information, but we're starving for wisdom. That's what we need more of in life. Our children need more wisdom. What else do they need? Love and joy. Create a really joyful home. They won't be wandering after other things if your home is filled with joy. How do you fill your home with joy? You yourself as an adult live a life of genuine gratitude. If you're not feeling grateful, practice exercises. Focus on all the parts of your body that are working right now. There's a natural tendency created by the Almighty to get us to focus on what we're lacking. That works as a weight for us to keep lifting in that same way like these companies. When we work against that force in our brains, it's implanted in us to focus on what we're lacking. And as the more and more that you bring gratitude into your life, it creates grooves. It doesn't actually create more gratitude muscles. It creates more gratitude nerve fibers. The nerve fibers create pathways to your brain. And the more you create this, it creates grooves. It creates gratitude grooves. So it becomes easier and easier to be a grateful person the more that you practice gratitude. In other words, there's more and more neural pathways going to your brain that are easily conducting gratitude. So that is the way you model it for your children. When they see you being a grateful person, they will have it in them. My children are all really grateful people and they're bringing up their children to be grateful. And one of the things I did with my children really early on, you could start this at age one, at age one and a half, the minute they start talking. But guess what? If you didn't start it, you could start it when they're 25. You could start it at any time. The minute you hand them something, a pen, a piece of paper, a cup of water, you don't let go of it. You hand it to them, their hands on it, your hands on it, and you're waiting for something with a smile. What are you waiting for? Thank you. Thank you. That's it. (laughs) That's it. A piece of paper. A pen, they learn, don't take anything in life for granted. Be grateful for everything. So, and now they do it. My children do it with their children. It just keeps going on. Just keep spreading it. So um, Hashem, God has infinite patience. He's waiting for us all to return. And um, we, we all still are connected to God. We don't, we just don't all recognize it. What happens is, People get layers and layers on top of them. I'll show you what this looks like. See, this is us shining light with this shining light. And as we go through things in life, pain, abuse, neglect in childhood or whatever trauma, we get we put coverings of protection on us. We cover up so you can't see that shining light within us. It's always there. It's an eternal light within all of us. 
but it gets covered up by protection, layers of protection. That's the addictions. It's, 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 it's um, um, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, all these covers, they were put on for protection from whatever trauma a person has been through. So good therapeutic intervention may be necessary to remove all these layers so you can see that you're still shining within. That's still happening. But there's something else you need to be doing if you need the intervention as well because you've suffered and you feel unworthy in life, but you also need to be nourishing that soul. It needs, it needs the nourishment. It needs these, these, these five levels. We nourish our souls through gratitude, through experiencing gratitude on every level, by appreciating the gifts from God in our life, appreciating other people, doing meaningful things, being creative. This is how we nourish our, our genuinely hungry souls so they, so they can shine brightly in the world. They're always shining, but sometimes they're covered up with layers and layers of protection. So this is how to nourish it so we can all shine. Yeah, yeah as I we think, were meant to. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's uh, great to, to remember, like uh, Daniel, or not Daniel, David says, God is a lamp to our feet. And he puts that that light within us that we can shine and people can tell there's something different about this person just by that light that's shining from you. And which just ties in again with Deuteronomy 4.15, which I'll say in closing the first part of that, therefore watch yourselves very carefully. Uh, it's just a reminder that we need to be careful what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're experiencing, what we're letting into our bodies and our minds. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. You've just heard Braca Getz and I talking about the problem of food addiction and how food can really take the place of God in your life. And we are not supposed to have any idols in our life. God is the one who's supposed to be central and the one that we are called to worship. So I hope that you've taken a lot out of this and really enjoyed this conversation. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.